Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second half of Ghost Chronicles, well, second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, I, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, yaddy yaddy, New England Zone, Van Helsink, and welcome to the show. No man today, she's out working, so uh, I'm carrying the load by myself. But I have a great guest for us tonight. Uh, I have someone who's in the New Orleans, city of New Orleans. She is uh, Katie Harrison. Did yes. I get that right? Glad to be here. You did. Yeah. Katie, any relation to President Harrison? Um, actually, yes. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. Yes. How? My my father could tell you all about it. I I you know I'm not sure. It's like. Oh, uncle, um, uncle, 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 six times removed, something like that. Yeah, I know, but it's still cool. <laughs> it's good to put on your resume. So, uh, Katie, you are, uh, with, what's the name of the company again? I am the operations manager for Nightly Spirits, and we run, uh, we run ghost tours of all kinds, but we specialize in haunted pub tours. So, Amen to that. Bring- we drink and tell ghost stories. It's pretty great. So how does that actually work? <laughs> well, it's a little different uh, in each city. I would say our, our general evening is we meet our groups at a bar, and they all can, can purchase a drink if they'd like. We've kind of worked out these deals with some of the bars in each of our cities. Oh, that's cool. Um, they give us a drink special. Some of them have even kind of given them fun names, like the very scary, the rhythm and booze, <laughs> things like that. Um, and our guests can purchase a drink. And while they're enjoying their drink, our um, our guides will share the haunted history of the bar that we're in, as well as some of the local landmarks. And it's kind of a combination pub crawl ghost tour. So then we'll make our way to the next bar. Grab another oh, drink do? and tell yeah. some more ghost stories. We do usually visit uh, between three to four bars um, in about a two and a half hour time. And, you know, we like to say the more spirits you drink, the more spirits you'll see. <laughs> Has anyone really ever seen any spirits on, on your toys? <laughs> uh, you know, shockingly, yes, we've had multiple people. I mean, it's, we, we get a lot of pictures. A lot of people send us pictures after the next day. They'll be going through their camera and they'll find something really weird. Like we've orbs. Gotten, uh, we've gotten orbs. We've gotten full-bodied apparitions showing up. And, really? And, oh, yeah. I mean, we definitely have. There's a couple of times they'll show you a picture. And you know, it's obviously, you know, our cell phones now, you get a little reflection that, that's mm-hmm. always there. But you never say that's your cell phone's reflection. We always say, oh, my gosh, that's got to be a ghost. That's always the answer, right? Um, but there are some things that, that uh, people have sent us photos that, I cannot explain uh, one photo from our Houston tour in particular. I pretty much threw the lady's phone across the room when I looked at the picture and this stuff doesn't scare me at all, but it definitely took me by surprise. So 
we've had some encounters as well. We've had people say they've been scratched or something is whispered in their ear or, or poked mm -hmm. them from behind. So we definitely, it's not, it, it's not a jump scare type thing. We don't go out with ghost hunting equipment. It's a, it's a big focus on having a, having a drink with a really fun group of people and hearing ghost stories. But um, we've definitely had some encounters that we can't explain. So how did you get involved in this uh, organization? <laughs> Uh, well, I've been, I'm a musical theater baby, so I, I do, I'm on the performing side of things. I did the whole Starving Artist gig for a very long time, and I was actually trolling Craigslist for for a gig. <laughs> Every now and then, you'll, you'll be able to find, you know, wedding shows, trade shows, or they're searching for, like, a folks model or something, and I, I saw this listing, I guess, about six years ago. I've been with the company for about six years now. I saw a listing for a ghost tour guide and the listing was very kind of tongue in cheek. They, they had a good sense of humor about them. And I was like, is this real? Or is this like some creep in his basement that's trying to, you know, Hey, come be a ghost tour guide. So I looked up yeah. the company. I found their website. I, I love their attitude, uh, sense of humor. I was like, this sounds like something I'd be really good at. So uh, in our reply to the job listing, I went on a on a ghost tour, and I, even halfway through the ghost tour, I, I wanted to push the guy down and take over. I said, no, absolutely, I want to do this. This sounds like so much fun. I've always had a love for all things paranormal. I've always been a weird kid. You know, my musical theater background just kind of made it perfect. And pretty quickly, I kind of worked my way up to uh, operations manager, and now I, I scout out the city. I talk to the bars. I, I write the scripts do all of the research and train our guides. Um, I can't complain. My job is pretty great. And uh, once again, we're talking to uh, Katie Harrison from uh, Nightly Spirits. And you guys were voted, I guess, is it two years now? The number one uh, yes. best ghost tour? Two years in a row, the Reader's Choice Best uh, Top Ghost Tour. Um cover a lot of ground we're not uh we're not corporate a lot of people do make that mistake because we do we have tours in about 18 different cities with about seven slated to open this year so um oh, wow. we'll be running close to 25 um but we're not we're not corporate we're a very small team on the back end and we hire all <laughs> local guides in each city um so everybody has has a deep love for their city uh, we also run um wine tours we are boss just before the you know lovely pandemic, he bought several uh, cable cars from the San Francisco line. They've been retrofitted for the road, and we now run those in Temecula, California, and Fredericksburg, Texas. We pick people up, and we take them, and we drink a lot of wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I yeah, I was talking to uh, Jarrett, and he he's like he's the, the owner, I believe. Yes, yes, he is. He actually, it's a funny, it's a funny story. He got started. Uh, he's from, he, he finished college in DC, was working in the, in the corporate world. And he and a buddy, they, they were big fans of the paranormal. They kind of went on a ghost tour and they were like, this is great, but it'd be better if we had a beer. And so <laughs> they, said, they said, let's do it. And they, they kind of started on their own. They like invited their wives and girlfriends like, Hey, I need you to come on this tour. We get the pictures, make it look good. And right. we've kind of branched out from that since 2012. Now, I have to ask you, when you have alcohol in, in involved in the general public, <laughs> I mean, 
for 13 years, I, I did fest, uh, as part of the Festival of Dead Salem. I did uh, spectral evidence at the Hawthorne Hotel, and you know there'd be about 100 people there, and about half of them would be smashed. And it, it, I always <laughs> found that difficult. Is, is that do you have problems like that when you do that type of a tour? You know, it does happen. You know, we do say we kind of offer something for everybody. We've got people who are super ghost enthusiasts, uh, people that are really into history, and people that really like to drink. Um, right. Of yeah. the latter, yes. Sometimes they get a little disruptive. For the most part, we pace the, the, the tour, and it's four bars, so it's four drinks. Most people can usually handle that. When they start to get silly, we're ready to say, all right, tour's over, see you later. Don't drive home. Um, yeah, but exactly. I will say particularly here in New Orleans um, and then maybe Nashville, those cities, we tend to get people showing up, having already experienced the city mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the drinking that it has to offer. So yeah. it, it can be a handful, but we train our guides pretty well to know the balance, the people who are partying a little bit harder and the people who really want to listen to those stories. It just takes a a very talented and special person. It does. It really our, does. Our you know, guys. I, I give those guys credit if they can. I mean, it, they can be quite annoying at times. So uh, I, I totally understand that. Uh, what size of groups do you usually handle? Well, pre-pandemic, we would send 20 to 20 out in first cities. Uh, after the, obviously, you know, with COVID, things have changed quite a bit. We, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we cut down to a pretty hard 10 people per group um, um, about a year ago. Yeah. And now some cities are back up to maybe 15, 16. Some are still at 10. So anywhere between 10 to 16. If it's a private yeah. group, we can do a little bit different. But it's always going to be an intimate group, which actually we have found has been much more beneficial. The, the guests oh, sure. like it more. The guides get better tips. They can connect with each each person. So it's really been a benefit for us to to kind of shrink our groups. I, I agree with you. I mean, I do a lot of events and I like the smaller ones than the larger. Like I said, the, the Spectre was, was over 100 people and th- that's a, a difficult, even if you have a lot of people working with you, it's still a difficult group to handle and, and they don't get the, the same experience as a smaller group. So I, I agree exactly. with you 100%. The smaller groups are, are uh, much better in, uh, every, for everyone. Uh, uh, you know, it's better for the tour guides and uh, as long as you can make money on it, then that's, you know, the bottom line too. You still have to, you know, make a living. So it, that's the hard part about it, but it's, it's definitely a much better experience. Now I noticed that you've uh, come up here to Boston. <laughs> yes. Boston actually is, um, yeah, it's our newest one. We opened Boston. I believe it was, it's been about a year. Um, yeah. Last spring, we kind of came up there. That's uh, the furthest up there we've branched. We're looking to do more, but Boston's been a very, very promising city for us. Even we thought it would kind of die down when it got cold, but no, man, they're troopers up there. They're absolute troopers up there. We're in New England. <laughs> We're tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. See, I'm from, I'm a Southern girl. I'm a, co- like, I'm a Gulf Coast girl. Like, I can't, uh-huh. a little too cold for me, even, even when yeah. I do have, you know, a beer and some ghosts. To keep me warm. We, uh, you know, we just we can handle it. Uh, and and the paranormal is very big around here. Uh, we have tons and tons of ghost groups. Uh, when I first got involved in the paranormal over, you know, I forget how long it's been, well over twenty years. And um, 
you know, there weren't that many around, but now there's like, you know, I always say that when I first started, it was like 24 in the country and now it's like 24 in any trailer park. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's that busy. So in Boston, what, what, uh, where, where are those, where is the tour in Boston for our local listeners? Uh, we're over near the Boston Commons. We start at 21st Amendment, ah, which is just a little bit north of there. Um, mm-hmm. And Terry Nation, uh, Beantown Pub, right at, right around there, where the, um, just, yeah, we kind of circle around Boston Common and, and keep it in that. I think Lot. it's doing very well, and Boston has lots of different areas and lots of paranormal activity. So we're definitely interested in branching out even mm-hmm. from that area and running multiple tours in, in Boston. Oh, excellent. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. There's a lot of history in Boston, of course, uh, being one of the oldest cities in the, the country. Um, and there's the Boston common has a his, great history in itself. I mean, there, there's a lot that, uh, was done there. A lot of people were murdered there. A lot of people were hung there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, they used to hang the pirates there. Uh, they were captured. The last woman pirate to be hanged, I believe, was hanged in Boston Common. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's there's a, a lot well, of they, oh Ch- Charleston too. Oh, that's South Carolina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Charleston. I was thinking South of Charlestown, dear. Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Now wait a minute. And Salem Bo- is. Well, wait. Go ahead. Go back to Boston. Uh, Salem, well, Boston is, is kind of our, it's the only one we have up there in New England right now. Salem is yeah. in the works. There's a little okay. more on the back end we have to do for Salem, the licensing. Okay. Obviously, the paranormal activity, there is no lack of stories and really exciting things. And there's no Salem, lack but... of ghost tours there, too. <laughs> Not at all. It's all the back end with the licensing. And some of our cities yeah. do require guides to be licensed. Some do not. It just kind yeah. of really depends on. In Salem, I believe they do. I'm almost yes. positive. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they do. As does New yeah. Orleans. Charleston used to, but they kind of they fought it and they dropped that uh, uh-huh. requirement there, which is always interesting because I'll at least say with the New Orleans tour guide test, you know, when you get here and you're very I'm very nervous to take my test. I'm like, well, what do I need to do to study? And they give you like a 700 page book. They're like, here, read this book. And you're like, wait, really? The whole book? Well, what, like four points? No, just read the book. This is my study guide, a 700-page book? Like, yeah, just read it. And then, of course, the test is absolutely nothing that we talk about on tours. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, our tour guides, it's so funny, we all have to take the test. So if we find a little bitty thing that's on our test, we're like, listen, it's, this is not important to the ghost story, but I'm going to tell you this fact because I had to learn it to get a license. So it's always oh, I- fun. <laughs> but ghosts are not on the test i don't think they require you to have knowledge about the paranormal to actually be a licensed tour guide salem might be different though i am i'm not sure what the the uh uh, qualifications are what you need to be but uh uh anyway but yeah i mean you have done a lot of cities and uh we have had other ghost tours on the show and uh some of them are in the same city and some some of the i mean we in in Texas, you have Austin, I believe. The one we had was in Galveston. Oh, you have Houston as well. So, mm-hmm. we've, a, uh, and Austin, San Antonio. Dallas. Yep, and Dallas. So we're mm-hmm. we're in four cities in, in Texas. Oh wow! And then with our our wine tours, because we're based in Fredericksburg, Texas, 
during the day, we do a wine tour that kind of travels from uh, between three to four wineries, offers wine and lunch. But in the evenings, on the weekends, we'll do a haunted cable car tour where uh, we'll kind of take a walk down Main, uh, Main Street and kind of show you those buildings. Then we'll jump on our cable car and drive out to the cemeteries. So that's a fun little combination of our two companies. Oh, that is cool. Now, is that... Um daytime tours as well as night tours or is just strictly night tours uh in some of our cities we run daytime we do like a happy hour tour. um <laughs> charleston i would say is our busiest city so we do a lot of happy hour tours there savannah here in new orleans we offer a happy hour the cities that are not necessarily as known for their parent like you know dallas people don't go to dallas thinking you have to see some ghosts yeah. <laughs> those have fewer offerings than these um surprisingly Dallas does very well. I think we're unique in the sense that you're like, what can I do tonight in Dallas? And you see a ghost tour, you're like, wait, a ghost tour in Dallas. And mm-hmm. that's what, what keeps us busy. But uh, those are mainly the weekends, but our bigger cities, Savannah, Charleston, uh, New Orleans, definitely. We run tours every day, happy hour tours, evening tours. We also offer non-pub tours. If people are here with families, we'll kind of tone it down a bit and do a version. Oh, that's nice. Out. Yeah going into the bars now the beauty of new orleans and savannah is you can take your drinks with you so we get to see multiple haunted locations as opposed to sitting in a bar while we have our drinks we usually take it uh to go and of course new orleans oh really you can you can do that in new orleans savannah and in the french quarter you can take your drink to go and we always say if we took you to every haunted bar in New Orleans, you would become a ghost because you would die of alcohol poisoning. Because every <laughs> bar in the French Quarter, they're all haunted. Every single one. Everything's haunted. The trash cans are haunted. The street lamps are haunted. The building. <laughs> Everything. And that's where you live. You live in, in uh, New Orleans, right? Do I am a half a block off of Bourbon Street, and oh, I, wow. <laughs> remember, my life is never boring ever. Ever. And nope. so when you go like f- to do a city now, for for instance, you you're moving into uh, well, Boston while well, you moved into Boston. What what did that in, 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 uh, entail? Our typical layout to kind of set up a city um, without giving away too much of our secrets. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want I, you. Yeah, no, I mean, I it, usually start with just some basic research just to kind of mm-hmm. see where. Uh, obviously, the more historic areas downtown, I mean, cities like Boston, a good majority of it is historic. It's not like Houston or Dallas where you have downtown and everything else is brand new. So you right. kind of research <laughs> where the old, where the older buildings are, where the activity might be. If there's, if there's, obviously every story has a famous haunting. So you kind of see where that is, and then I'll kind of start visiting the bars, check out what bars would like us in, what people are interested in. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal for the bars as well. We we pop in with a group of, of 12, 13, 14 people. We mm-hmm. get a drink. We're out of their hair in about 20 minutes. So they make a quick buck. And oftentimes our groups will go back because they enjoy these bars so much. So I'll chat with the bars. And I tell you, I have never, ever in, you know, five years, six years working for the company, sat down with a bartender and said, hey, have you had anything creepy happen here? And they've said <laughs> no. They always say yes. Every time. Really? Oh, every time they they don't they don't like closing up. You find those older historic buildings, the bars that oh this used to be a pharmaceutical warehouse or this was a mortuary or <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, we do actually we uh we end in a bar that used to be a mortuary in Seattle. So 
Oh, cool. We've got some fun, some fun stories. So you kind of find out the history of it. Ask the bartender, hey, what's going on here? And then you, you do dig a little deeper into what the building used to be, and that that really kind of helps develop the history and the background of what's going on. And then we um, we train our guides, and and we go from there. Usually, myself and Alex is our other operations manager. Myself mm-hmm. and Alex, or or one of the one of the two of us, will go up for opening weekend, and we'll kind of give the tours with the new guides, and then they're on their own. Do you do you screen? I mean, it must be a, a difficult uh, process in screening your guides. I mean, you, you you can't just look for someone who has knowledge. You have to have someone with the personalities as well, right? Uh, yes, most definitely. And uh, you know, hiring's been hard. I think for anyone in in the hospitality industry, it's been extremely difficult the past two years, especially. Uh, but we usually we find someone with interest. We do a um, in a city that's already developed we'll have them jump on a tour just to see what it's like. And we mm-hmm. usually just gauge how they interact with guests. And we have them tell us, we always have them, they have an audition where they tell us a ghost story of their choosing, whether it's something oh, wow. that happened to them in the past or something they've heard, or they can make it up on the spot. We're really just looking for that kind of, I would say cross between, you know, we do, we do well with a lot of, a lot of actors, a lot of performers, but we're not, oh, that's cool. we're not as, yeah. We're not as presentational, I think, as other companies. It's it's a lot more casual where, like, hey, has everybody got a beer? Cool. Let me tell you this awesome and gruesome story that <laughs> happened here back, you know, back in the day. So we're we're not as 100% focused. We do, we do a lot of history, a lot of historical facts. You're going to learn some cool stuff about each of our right. cities. But as, as it, I tell my all, guys. In all fairness, though. In all fairness, Katie, you can't have the the paranormal without the history because the no, paranormal doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah, that's how that's how we get the paranormal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tell my guides as they're learning our scripts is I don't want any of them to to word for word the script. When I write them, I write them pretty conversational, but I write them how I would give a tour and how I give a tour really works for me, but it might not work for you. It might not work. Or for somebody with a different skill set, a presentational skill set that I have. So we say, you know, learn these stories, get familiar with them, and then just tell them how you would tell your buddies at home. Really put your own personality into it. And don't stress so much about, oh, the exact date was February 2nd, 1976. You just say, you know what? Back, you know, a couple centuries ago or... Back in the day. Back in the day. (laughs) My favorite is, you know, when they're like, when was this? I'll be like, well, it wasn't today. So, you know, wasn't today. It was the day before today. Uh, It's not so much that that our guests are after. They really want those juicy ghost stories, the fun, creepy stuff, and how it really ties into. It's a great way to get to know a city that you're visiting, have a good time, meet some cool people. Is is there interaction uh, between the the guests and the, the tour guides? Um, definitely. I, I think it depends on the guide. Some of our guides are really, really good at pulling the guests in and mm-hmm. asking questions and, and kind of drilling them. Uh, we have we've one tour guide that likes to kind of throw out candy for like little pop quizzes kind of things like that. Yeah. Um, other guides are a little more. It, it, it depends on your group, too. We have groups that are fantastic. They're chiming in. They're adding their own ghost stories. We get personal oh, yeah. ghost stories from people on a regular basis. I have heard about, you know, my so-and-so's grandma's creepy doll in the clo- in the closet. I, I know a lot of things about a lot of people that never thought <laughs> I would know. And then you get some groups that are just like, oh, that was lovely. And they're very 
kind of subdued and calm. I, I find that the alcohol helps with that. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny, uh, Katie, is that like you know when I first started out, you know, a lot of people didn't talk about ghosts or anything else, but you know, with you know, God bless the TV and all the ghost hunters and all that stuff in the books <laughs> and everything, movies. It, it's kind of loosened up. Mm-hmm. I re- remember I was. Uh, when I was on the uh, Harvard Pilgrim Appeals Board, now I sat there with all the top enchilon of Harvard Pilgrim, you know, doctors, psychiatrists, the lawyers and everything else. And they all knew what I did, but I'd always have to come in early and kind of tell them what I was doing ghost wise. And, and then they had their own stories that they would probably never tell to anyone. But because yeah. of that, yeah. they just bring it up. Oh, absolutely. I think most people have had some kind of experience. They're just it's not exactly something you bring up at, at a board meeting <laughs> right. you know, at some law firm. And you're like, hey, guys, last night my kitchen cabinet started to shake. They'd be like, all right, <laughs> get out of here. You're crazy. Um, but it, you're right. It has become like a super popular thing. And even kids, I, I do, you know, I do have that. I have a theater background. Um, I've done a lot of children's theater. I direct and, and perform for children. And I've done shows and kids know what I do for a living outside of directing and they'll be like oh miss kitty can we go on your ghost tours and like, well they're mostly at bars so no you can't go but you're gonna uh, have to like, hold that thought story. katie you're yeah. gonna have to hold that thought because we're gonna have to take a break right now so uh hang on we'll talk uh, more about uh, your uh, story about the uh, children and so forth yeah i just botched that up well anyways you're listening to ghost chronicles next generation i am so smooth today uh right here on toji nut and parax radio brought to you by circles of wisdom 386 merrimack street methuen massachusetts and the glant messier family law group 15 high street not the end of massachusetts and our super duper good friends of dead uh, the, the dead society on ghost chronicles radio on patreon we'll be right back after the Follow, oh, wait a minute, I finished that up quick. Uh, following messages. <laughs> yeah, see, I was so excited. and you know, That's why I need my Ann. All right, we got to go. We'll be back. a paranormal event book or something else you want people to know about then why not advertise it on ghost chronicles radio with over 150,000 downloads a month get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject we have a plan at a cost that fits your needs for more information contact ron kolick at any ghost project at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678 hello Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. back you're listening to ghost chronicles next generation with ron and not Anne. she's so working for a living unlike myself <laughs> and we're right here on tojanet and parax radio and joining us is i my very special guest katie harrison of uh, nightly spirits that's yes. a good name by the way it is it's a very good name i gotta give jared credit for that the, the owner and big boss man yeah, I do a lot of things. Uh, I do a, an event called Dining with the Dead at the uh, Wyndham Restaurant up here in uh, Wyndham, New Hampshire, and they they have over the door it's uh, food and spirits, and the place is haunted, <laughs> so it's kind of cool. <laughs> but anyway, oh, so just before the break, you were talking about uh, you did theater and you were talking about you did children's theater as well, and they were yeah. asking about yes, go ahead. Oh, yeah. The little, you know, the kids, there used to be, you know, this was a scary subject. You don't bring it up to kids. But I find now they're like, oh, Miss Katie, tell me a ghost story. And I'm kind of mm. like, well, I might have to dumb it down. Like, no, no, no. Make it scary. Make it bloody. Make it creepy. <laughs> uh, they love it. But then I and it's great because I'm, I love storytelling. I love kids. I love that connection. But then when they tell me a ghost story, it, of course, that's way more terrifying because I definitely believe kids see things that we don't. And so I'll tell them a ghost story that's from one of our cities and they'll look at me and they'll be like, there's a man with one eye in my closet. And I'm like, all right, let's move on. <laughs> that's a little much for me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, there's the old theory that, you know, children are much more open because they're, their brains uh, have not uh, developed uh, to the reality of, what their parents want them to know. So, I mean, right. they see things, they see things and, and their parents will say, well, that's just your imagination. That's your imagination. And, and eventually uh, your brain, you actually become brainwashed and you don't see what you were seeing. They may be still there, but you, you just blot them out. Uh, so it's, it's kind of sad in a way. That cynicism sneaks in and we, do, we lose our magic, I guess, but yeah. yeah. No, I guess. not all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, it's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, you'd be seeing dead people all the time. <laughs> well, I'm definitely the run into the abandoned building and see what's going on type. The, mm. I would be the first one to go in a horror movie. It would be, no, I'm not the runaway. I'm the, oh, let's go in there and see what it looks like. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Are you, are you a medium or a spirit uh, or sensitive at all? I am not. I, uh, okay. you know, that's I'm, fine. I'm definitely a, a wannabe. I, I wish I was. I, I always have been like, come on, just talk to me. I, in fact, my mother and I, we take yearly trips and we always stay at a haunted hotel uh, at my insistence. Oh, cool. And she's like, oh, whatever. She, she, she enjoys it, but it's not really her bag. But she's like, whatever you want, babe. 
So uh, yeah, I'm up at three in the morning sneaking around the hotel with like little <laughs> phone apps. I'm like, you can talk to me. I'm your friend. It's okay. People are like, what is this crazy girl doing? <laughs> um, I have, I've had personal experiences. I, I don't say that I, you know, I don't, I, I don't see them or talk to them or anything like that, but I have mm-hmm. had some things happen. I've, I've definitely uh, had, had some ghosts. I think he was trying to hit on me. I definitely felt like a finger. <laughs> kind of run, do, you, do you want to run. share this? <laughs> no, it, was, it was our Austin tour, actually, the opening weekend of Austin tour. And I'm watching my guys. They're doing a great job. I'm kind of leaning against the wall. And all of a sudden, I feel a hand just kind of run down my cheek, like a very nice, gentle, like, stroke down my cheek and continue down oh, my wow. neck. And I, uh, my several instincts obviously happen at once. You know, oh, that's nice. Mixed with, I'm going to punch whoever just did that. Mixed with, wait, who, who just did that? You know, I turn and there's nobody there. Right. Um, but I'm trying to keep cool because my guides are telling a story. But so a, a girl in the in the group saw me acting weird. So she snapped a picture because she, she was definitely a believer. She felt some weird stuff. And she showed me the picture later and there's a shadow standing behind me that definitely looked like the figure of, of a human being. And so we're saying, oh, oh well, cool. that goes. The ghost hit on me. So <laughs> I, I, I have very mixed feelings about it, but you know, it was um, like that. We've had, I, I had a thing about elevators um, multiple times. This is actually a really cool story. Our San Antonio tour on opening weekend, we've been running, I think San Antonio has been open for four years, four years this month, actually, oh, I wow. believe. Um, we opened on a big anniversary of one of the most unsolved murders in San Antonio history. Uh, it happened at, and we actually ha- we happened to begin in a bar at the hotel where it happened, the Sheraton Gunter. There was a man, this is in the 60s, the, the maid comes to the door, she knocks on the door, and nobody answers, so she opens it, and the room is just absolutely covered in blood from floor to ceiling. Ooh. The guy is standing there he's covered in blood he turns he looks at the maid he kind of puts a hand to his lips and he shushes her and then he runs out she starts to scream they come in room is covered in blood the bathtub's filled with blood but they find nobody no evidence that there's been a murder other than just gallons of blood uh they kind of look into this dude that checked in he checked in alone but they saw him coming and going with uh with a blonde lady they assumed was was a prostitute uh, they also found out that he had been uh, visiting different, like, uh, de- Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you cut out there for a minute. You be, oh, the last, sorry. <laughs> last, last we heard was he was visiting and then you were dead. Aha, okay. I, it was him. It must be his spirit trying to stop. Ah, uh-huh. see, um, you get a talk about <laughs> He was uh, he was visiting different department stores and hardware stores, searching for an industrial meat grinder. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's definitely fishy. But the, they couldn't find him. They put out, you know, alerts like this is what the guy looks like. He had disappeared. It'd been a couple of weeks, and um, at a different hotel, he some guy shows up demanding the same room. The, I believe it was room three uh, six three six. He's like, I, I want room six three six give me this room immediately. And they were like, well, sorry, buddy, the room is rented. Uh, so he says, fine, I'll take 736. But the bellboy's like, wait a minute. I think I know this guy. So they call the cops. Cops show up. 
barricades himself in. Long story short, he shoots himself before they could get him. But the weirdest part, and they still never found the body. They have no idea who he killed. It was human blood. Uh, but Ugh. a week, a, about a week after he died, someone mailed the key to room 636 back to the Sheraton Gunter Hotel. That's bizarre. They still have that key in a case down in the basement. So to this day, you can go down, you can see that key there. They rearranged the rooms, so it's no longer that actual room. People just had too many complaints of strange activity happening. So they rearranged huh. the room numbers. But the really cool part is that we were opening our tour on, I believe it was like the 50th anniversary of this murder. And we arrived at the hotel to kind of get started. We, we showed up early because I'm training, showed up early before the guests arrived, and the power was out in the hotel. It was a beautiful day in San Antonio. Oh, Weather was great, but there was no power. But the power was on everywhere else, the other buildings. And we asked the bartender what's going on. He's like, I don't know, but something weird. Because, you know, in a hotel, in a hotel you've got a grid system. It's not really possible for one room to have power and the next room not to. Right. They're all going to exactly. be on the same, they're all going to be on the same unit. Like, man, maybe the lobby's out, but the rooms have power. But the, the lights were coming back on in individual rooms at random intervals. So we're like, that's really weird. And all of a sudden I said, let's go to, let's go to room three, six, three, six. We got to, we've got to. So we get in the elevator, but this is a hotel that um, you have to have a key. It's one of those fancy places. You got to have a key just to get the elevator to even move. Oh yeah. So okay. We're like, yep. oh darn. So we get out of the elevator, but the door doesn't shut. And we keep standing there. The door still doesn't shut. It still doesn't shut. It still doesn't shut. I'm like, that's kind of weird. But just something told me, get back in the elevator. I get back in the elevator. I told my trainees, I said, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. We didn't touch anything. The doors closed, took us to the sixth floor. We didn't push any buttons. Nothing. Took us to the sixth floor. We get up there, and where room 636 was, there, the door was wide open, and the lady that was in the room was kind of outside, and she was very upset kind of just wringing her hands and we're like hey are you okay she's like do you work for the hotel so of course we were like yes ma'am we do what can we do for you? <laughs> please tell me tell me what's wrong and uh she said that the power went out but it was coming back on in everybody else's room but it wouldn't come on there and she was hearing these weird like groaning noises inside the room so we're like oh well let's check it out so we go inside we told her we said if you'd like to go down to the front desk and request a, a, a new room they'll give you a new room we were kind of keeping our fingers crossed that Mm. They would, or we would be out of there by the time they were like, wait a minute, you don't work here. <laughs> uh, and I thought a pipe had burst just in that room, and it was like flooding from the floor, but there was no explanation for it. Uh, we asked hotel staff, we asked maintenance, they were like, yeah, we have no idea. This doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for this. Uh, so we kind of chalked it up to, yeah, this is definitely uh, the spirit, uh, this murder anniversary and here we are opening our tours so we had a really fantastic story to tell our very first tour group in uh san antonio so that was it was exciting that that elevator was like i got you come on up <laughs> it, you know that's something i mean it is very difficult to explain you know how that could happen i mean for instance you heard in the advertisement i work with steve parsons from the uk and he's uh, one of the most noted parapsychologists in the uk and he's very uh analytical and 
you know, even here you will admit that there are some things that uh, are beyond uh, explanation at this time. So uh, stuff like that is is so hard to, you know, I mean, there is you say, oh, this is coincidence, this is this, but uh, now there was too much going on in that little story. <laughs> that, uh, but uh, I mean, we're we're talking. By the way, we are talking with with Katie Harrison of the um, Nightly Spirits uh, Tours, uh, Ghost Tours, which are in a bunch of cities. Uh, which would you say thirteen or something like that? Uh, I we're currently uh, in eighteen. Oh, 18. Austin, Boston, mm-hmm. Charleston, Charlotte, <laughs> Chicago, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Nashville, New Orleans, Salem, not yet. Uh, San Antonio, Savannah, Seattle, St. Augustine, Tampa. Tem- How do you say that? Tem- Temecula? Tem- I can't uh, say that. Temec- Temecula. It's Southern California. Better than you. Better you than me in Washington, <laughs> D.C. And when you do these tours, I mean, some tours, like you mentioned, if if you were doing one in Boston or Salem, there there are other ghost tours there. But like you were saying, in uh, was it Houston or Dallas that uh, there aren't many? Uh, is a tour accepted there? How is is a tour more accepted in a city that's noted for its its haunting, or or not? Uh, does it matter? Um, you know, I would say that. The cities that are not as known, people think it's really cool. Even the bars, they're like, "Wow, wait, you're doing a ghost tour? Are we haunted? Tell me the history <laughs> of my bar. Let me let me tell you the weird thing that happened when I was washing dishes last night." So I would say we're almost more accepted in those cities where it's not as common. Because in a city like New Orleans, it's like, "Oh, you're another ghost tour? Okay, cool. There's like 80 of them." So it's we're kind of we're able to stand out. I think our pub tour aspect really helps. And I think the way that we train our guides is a little bit different. We're a little more on the casual, um, hey, we're all, your, we're all friends and we're going to have a really good time instead of a presentational. Uh, mm-hmm. But I definitely would say those cities where it's not as common, the, the bars, the, the locals, people are like, this is really cool. I didn't know we had this in my city. Yeah. Now, I, I noticed I clicked on one of them and I noticed the tour guy was dressed up. Are all your tour guys dressed <laughs> up? or? Is it... Yes. We do. Uh, we have a little more fun with it, and um, it's a different outfit. Most of our coastal cities will do a pirate. Um, we've got saloon girls. We do like a gothic gentleman, flappers in Chicago. We gotta How take sweet. the history of the city and, and adjust the costume that way. It's just a little bit more fun for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. And not only that, it it makes it distinguishes the tour guide from the rest of the group. So it's it's you know makes it just easier for everyone to say okay oh yeah well and people love taking pictures when you've got yes you know this this guide in a crazy pirate get up you're gonna want a picture and we say oh you know hashtag nightly spirit so it's it's great for it looks like yeah people look at those pictures oh sure you gotta you got a chicken a flapper take my picture okay (laughs) exactly (laughs) hi honey (laughs) but uh yeah i mean that's that's the tours i i I, correct me if i'm wrong they're about having fun Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you, you learn something, you, 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 you learn the history, you learn uh, about the ghost and, and, you know, you have a few drinks as well. But I, to me, it seems like it, it's a really great combination. Uh, it, it's I mean, ghost tours are fun anyways. The, the 
I never believed in ghosts or, or anything when I growing up or uh, then I, I took my son to uh, historic William uh, Williamsburg years ago and they had a, a, oh, yeah. a ghost ghost tour there and it's like that was the first thing I went on I thought that was the coolest thing in the world now I didn't you know, like I didn't believe in ghosts didn't at that time and, and and everything and I that was to me was just one of the coolest experiences that I ever had it was a candlelight thing it was kind of neat and so you know I I recommend them to everybody it's a it's a especially with yours or small groups I mean I've gone to some where they have like huge amounts and you know, if you're stuck in the back, you're like, what did he say? Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, can they order food when they're, they're going or is it just just drinking on, on your way out? That's it. We don't usually have enough time for food, but we always okay. try to start. We try to start and end every tour at a place that has food. And we kind of recommend, hey, this place has great burgers if you want to get here early and have dinner. Or we'll end at oh, the place like, hey. They're, they're, you know, midnight bar snacks are the best. So you've been drinking all night, order the cheese sticks. You're going to love them. That kind of thing. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so do you plan on expanding more? I mean, I, I don't see how you just about so many <laughs> cities right now. No, absolutely. We have, you know, we are opening Salem and St. Augustine are kind of our, they're, they're in the works. I've got scripts working uh, San, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego. We were just there for a conference and we were in the Gaslight District and it, it's fabulous. It's so many historic oh, buildings. Awesome. Uh, so that one we've kind of added to the list, um, you know, with our sister company, with the wine tours. But we're also we have a new venture that Nightly Spirits is undertaking. And it is kind of it's kind of brand new in the works. It's going to be a um, cocktail murder series. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> we're going to it's going to be about a 90 minute presentation at a a distillery we're going to kind of partner with local distilleries where it's a cocktail demonstration and three local true crime stories so it'll be one or two actors kind of presenting these local true crime stories with cocktail presentations the cocktails will be paired with each story named after mm-hmm. that you know true crime is huge right now everybody's obsessed with it so we're oh, yeah. uh kind of pushing into that market we tell a lot of these stories already on our tours so this is going to be kind of our next venture so that's definitely something to look out for from us um as i'm able to kind of mix my my theater background with my ghost background that's that's what we're moving forward with that's a that's a great idea uh i, I know i mean i do i've done an, an annual event up here called spirit quest uh, for the last ooh, 12 years now i think it was and then steve usually comes over from the uk we usually bring someone else as, as well and uh last year we did uh we did a on a friday night of the friday night dinner event we did a uh like a murder mystery but it was uh a ghost we had a ghost that you you actually asked questions to the ghosts and there were visions and stuff and psychics it was oh, a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and and people <laughs> loved it I, th- I think they really loved that interaction of that type of oh uh, definitely event. i think this is this I think, you know, you and you touched on it earlier. This is a subject that I don't think comes up in most people's everyday lives. You know, you don't go to work talking about ghosts, talking about murder. It's not, I mean, I do. You, you do. You do on a, reg- <laughs> do. a regular basis. Yeah. Every day I talk about ghosts and death. It's, it's kind of consumes me. But for for the average person, that's not, it's not something that they, that is on their mind. So when they get the chance to do activities like this it's very exciting for them to participate and be a part of because 
almost everybody you talk to has some kind of experience or story or, you know, my cousin's cousin's cousin saw ghosts, yep. something like that. So that it's exciting to be involved in the activity as well. Right. And, and believe it or not, you're actually serving as a therapeutic uh, instrument. <laughs> uh, a lot of people really, they, they you know, they, you know, uh, yeah, I taught a course in uh, paranormal CSI for Northern Nexus Community College, and uh, it was in the Boston Globe. They did a, a little write-up on it, and the the place that I, that I did the class in, which was was haunted, is uh, uh, I had somebody contact me who actually was a caretaker there, and he had saw and talked to a ghost. And while he was there, now he was a fireman. He had no interest in ghosts, and he was so traumatized. He never told any about anybody about it. But he saw that article. Uh, and he worked at the place that that it was occurring, and, and he just had to tell me yeah. this thing. It's just, it, it's amazing that, you know, uh, and it, it actually made him feel a lot better afterwards. So I mean, yeah, what we do is 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 important. You you had these experiences. You don't want to seem crazy, so you don't share them with anybody. <laughs> but hey, there's a group that'll listen to me. Exactly. Well, that's, that's so, part of our favorite part is just hearing you know, while we're mingling. We do the, the ghost stories, but there's a lot of downtime when people are getting drinks and we do a little bit of mingling. And that's where you say, yeah, hey, have you ever had something weird happen? And I mean, everybody lines up to tell you and, and sharing their own individual stories are great. The bartenders have told us things, that if, especially if you can get uh, in Nashville with the Ryman Auditorium, uh, the security guard that's there every night. Every time our group passes by, the security guard will flag us down. He'll be like, hey, guess what happened today? He's got a new story every night. <laughs> oh, it's great. Funny. He's, I'm like, I need to get this guy on payroll because he is golden for us. Because <laughs> he's like, <laughs> hey, 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 guess what? Guess what? So all these personal experiences, people are, uh, forgive my pun, they're dying to tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. I love puns, so that's fine. <laughs> now, uh, the uh, a little bit about the tours. This is, uh, once again, uh, K.D. Harrison from uh, Nightly Spirits, and uh, it's nightlyspirits.com. Go on the internet, check them out. They got a whole bunch of cities. Now, uh, what's the cost of the tours, and, and how long are the tours themselves? Uh, it differs per city. Um, it's anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars, uh, and depends on what tour that you're taking. Oh, pretty reasonable. Um, mm-hmm. Tours are two to two and a half hours. In certain cities, Charleston tends to run a little bit longer, um, but you're not really going to be there any longer than three hours. Most of them include uh, three to four bar stops. Now, the drinks are not included or mandatory, so you don't have to be a drinker to go to the. Oh, see, so like, that's hey, great. Yeah. I, 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 I don't drink, but I want to. I want to hear about it. That's absolutely fine. You do have to be 21 because we do go in bars. There's a lot of liability there. Um, but some of our cities, like I mentioned earlier, we do offer all ages uh, versions. We call them our dark history tours, and those are about 90 minutes walking tours at 20 bucks. And we try to get real interactive for the for the younger crowd. So oh, that's we great. have something to offer for everybody. And do you do uh, corporate uh, events or uh, uh, private uh, tours as well? Uh, yes, we offer private tours pretty much any time of the day, as long as we have somebody available. Uh, big corporate, it's a great like icebreaker, like team building exercise kind of right. thing. Yeah. Um, bachelorette parties were huge. Oh, oh yeah, parties. I never even thought about that. Yeah, that would be and great. Yeah. 
uh, here in New Orleans, Nashville and Charleston, I would say are, we have a very heavy um, private tours with bachelorette parties. We've had we've done combined bachelor bachelorette parties. Um, oh, funny. It's a great birthday party thing. So we'll do fun little uh, special things for that. So if somebody calls and says, hey, you know what? My best friend, Joni, is getting married. And we're going to take a tour. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll find out, oh, Joni is marrying uh, Todd. And we'll sneak their names into a ghost story. So we'll kind of replace oh, like, so one of our cool. ghosts. Yeah. So, but without telling, without telling the group. And so mm. we'll be talking about the story. Oh, the brokenhearted bride that haunts the spaghetti warehouse. Her name was Joni. And one night she found out that her husband Todd and people were like, wait, hold a minute, hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, that's a so fun funny. little way to get them involved. Our bartenders get involved too. And we'll like name a shot after, you know, we'll call it like the dearly departed Joni. And the, 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 <laughs> if the, the bride, the bridesmaid wants to pre-purchase a shot for everybody, we'll name it after the bride. So we can definitely do fun little customizations with that. Our guides are really great at, at picking on, if it's like some guy's birthday, you let our guys know and they'll make sure that all the hauntings are pointing towards him, that kind of thing. So we're very good at, at making your, your special event customized, individualized for each group. So, Katie, how can people, uh, you know, get a hold of you and, 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 for instance, first of all, book a regular tour. And if they're interested in uh, the uh, uh, you know, a special one uh, where the private tours. Whoops. Uh, pizza, pizza, pizza <laughs> from the dead means we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Where, where can they, uh, where can they, where can they get this information? Um, our website it's www.nightlyspirits.com. We've got sections for private tours. We've got sections for you know all the tours we offer. Our social media is at Nightly Spirits hashtag Nightly Spirits. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, all that. We also run specials regularly on our Facebook. On our we we do ads where. You'll get 15% off weekday tours or here during Mardi Gras here in New Orleans, you get a special Mardi Gras beads when you, when you book a tour with us. So keep an eye on our Ooh. social media for lots of fun specials. Wait a minute. Did they have to, do they have to earn their beads? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, by the end of the night, most people have already earned it. What happens in New Orleans <laughs> stays in New Orleans Rhyme. <laughs> Well, Katie, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. And, and I, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I have to maybe if I can get down to Boston or uh, take a look at one of these tours, it sounds like oh, a lot absolutely. of fun. Oh, absolutely! We would yeah. love to have you. Just give give me give me a little shout, and we'll get you all set up for a tour. Oh, cool! Yeah, that'd be great. Um, anything else you'd want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, no, it has been my spooky pleasure. So thank you for having me. And once again, we've been speaking with uh, Katie Harrison of. Uh, Nightly Spirits, uh, right here on Tojanet and Parax Radio, and we are brought to you by our very good friends of the Dedia Society on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and you can join and get access to over 30 uh, videos that you can only only our Patreon members can see. And join me on Facebook, Ronald Kolick is my name, uh, and uh, go check out uh, nightlyspirits.com. A lot of fun. I got to go on one of these. So good night, everyone. God bless and stay safe.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.